you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Dave Damashek Football Program. All right. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to Not Studio 66. I guess it's our mobile Studio 66 for our purposes. Hope all's well wherever you are. Certainly, we're ready to roll into week two here after a grand week one. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by Zaxby's, home of the famous chicken fingers, wings, and salads. Go get you some of those. Forget all the phonies with their talk of this chicken sandwich or that one just go over to zaxby's they'll treat you right how are we money i'm well i'm very excited i think um i probably shouldn't do this straight out the gate but okay. i'm just you know what entertains me we're and trying to do a show I know, already we got to derail yeah just to our right in my periphery is just a whole team of engineers producers directors and the most important of which is is our man eddie spaghetti and in that intro, I believe we still had the big voice. There's Eddie. Yeah. With his head. That's right. I got my Yankees cap on. Who's going to the playoffs? Huh? Who's yeah. going? That's right. Giants who? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As you started talking, because the director said, go, there's still the big voiceover yeah. underneath. And I, in my periphery, I see Eddie go, hey, what are we doing here? The voiceover is still going. Huh? Why is he talking? What's going on? It's podcast producer versus television producers, and it's already off the rails, and I love every second of it. I love it. I, for one, feel a little pretentious. I don't think all these people, that when they signed on to have a career as grown-ups, sure. that this is where their lives would take them to <laughs> listening to these two goons two flap their gums. All right, listen. Right? You know what, though? You know what they say, like so many teams in the NFL right now? There's only up to go from here. So that, right. that goes to all of you guys. Of them. Anyhow, let's jump into week two, shall we, a little bit. Uh, Matt Money Smith. Of course, the Red Challenge flag picks to come. Money's debut making the Red Challenge flag picks the best games of week two. And we'll tell you who's going to win them. And if we happen to disagree, then Red Challenge flags shall fly. Handsome Hank was in last week. How do you Hope- do? 
Didn't he win last year? I who think Hank won win? our Red Challenge last year. Who won Eddie Spaghetti? Do you know off the top of your head who won last week's Red Challenge flag pick segment? I don't know who won the top of my head, but we could check our friend Andrew Rabies, DDFPRedFlag.com. He'll have everything up. He has all After the ones here too. So. <laughs> um, money, before anything else, uh, some, uh, some real life business. How did it go last week? Handsome Hank was in and was anxious to see you because you dropped your little girl off, or not so little anymore. She's off to uh, fancy Dartmouth to play yeah. lacrosse and uh, matriculate and all that kind of stuff. Uh, was it a, an emotional morning for it you? Was. You didn't join us. It was huh? very, uh, yeah, it was uh, emotional. I just got back last night. I flew out, I took the red eye, so was able to uh, move her in. And I, it was great because I got to do some dad things, right? Like we get into her dorm room and you kind of customize it as best as you can. So she wanted to put this shelf behind the, the rod in her closet to put some things there. So the wife buys a cedar plank, and it's probably about, uh, it, let's say, an eight, like a 16th to an eighth of an inch too wide. So I'm like, yeah, you know, we can run up to the Home Depot, get some, uh, get some sandpaper there. And I'm in, the, I'm in the hallway above the garbage can, sanding it down. And the other dads are walking. I'm like, hey, what, what, are, what are you doing over there? I was like, oh, you know, the shelf just maybe, it's a smidge. But, you know, the, she wants the cedar, so I'm going to sand it down. Put it in there, and she just looked right at me, and she goes, Oh, thanks, Dad. I really wanted that shelf in there. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's Dad, nice. Dad did a little damn, but it was very and emotional. And the waterwork for Matt Money. Waterworks a uh, little bit there. Still stained with mascara, his yeah, cheeks. a little bit there. Well, uh, like that, again, I'll try, and, uh, I'll try and bring it to pro football. There are a lot of head coaches and otherwise sanding off the rough edges Ooh, after uh, a rugged week one for roughly half the teams, plus that tie down there in uh, That's Arizona. right, it wasn't half. We had a tie. I'm a generous soul. If if you can say anything about me, Matt Money Smith, everybody knows. <laughs> Benevolence it, it, and generosity. Generosity in spades. Um, I am going to allow a one time, just like after your first tee shot um, on uh, when you're out there for a With round. With the president. I'm going to allow you one mulligan. And it might come from this. You may recall about a fortnight ago mm. up in Studio 66 on the DDFP. Oh we were doing, because I feel like... It is the most important question to confront pro football analysts since Chip Kelly got to the NFL. Was that going to work or not? About half the people look silly now in hindsight. I asked the question, will Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens running a Barry Switzer style big eight mid-80s offense thrive in 2019? Here's what Matt Money Smith said. Oh, boy. So if Lamar's going to throw 30 passes a game, oh, I'm definitely interested to see that. And I know for whatever reason, it's taboo to talk about his accuracy, but that guy can't throw outside the numbers. It's crazy. It makes no sense. He throws a beautiful ball. In okay, so this is money as a no. This doesn't work. Yeah, but they're, they're, All right, go uh, ahead. You can gonna, use the convention, the garden variety. Out here. Go know, ahead, the gotta, garden variety right. excuses. Well, it was just the Dolphins. Never mind the fact that they have plenty of good defensive players down there in Miami, whatever else ails them. You know what? I'm not trying to deflect, but just quickly as an aside, I think we might be seeing the worst team in the history of the NFL. Hmm. I really believe, I think we have a shot to see the worst. Because, you know, you think about the Browns. They were in a couple of those games. They went on 1-16. The Lions should have won one. Uh, this might be the worst team, but... There's a beautiful pass right between the numbers, down the middle of the field. The other key, too, is I, I think Hollywood Brown is going to be special. He is, he is, and we knew it in the draft. He was everybody's number one rated receiver. I don't, you, you look back to last year, not trying to take shots at the pass catchers, but I, I think this has, is someone who has a chance to be a very special receiver, and they can always help out. And again, you see what the throws are. You know, I, 
I'm not, it's, it, I look stupid, right? Trying to say, hey, it's a little bit different, but these are the throws that he's great at. And the Dolphins gave them to him all day. That's right. So, so again, I, I do believe in Lamar a lot more today than I did last week. That's for certain. I mean, he stood tall in the pocket. It wasn't him scrambling off schedule, you know, and using that as athleticism to extend those plays. Those were pocket throws, and they look great. I still would like to see it again. Um, Your nuanced point is throwing outside the numbers properly. Those were downfield and throwing yeah. some strikes and actually, you know, running in some space there so Hollywood Brown could uh, correct if they were not uh, perfectly accurate. And now remember, another another week for them to kind of get right and get people to be excited again, and then it's week three when we'll really start kind of focusing on. I am what on record. I am on record as saying that I think this offense will work for 2019. I don't think it thrives for years on end, but I do think in 2019, at least, it it will have positive um, impact. And Mark for, Ingram looked great as well. I agree, and that, that's, that's my largest point where the Ravens are concerned. It is the diversity in the guys that are going to be running the ball. That's a, a handful for any defense to try and calculate. Wait, Justice Hill runs one way, Mark Ingram runs another, Gus Edwards runs another still, and so too does the quarterback. I think that's going to be a lot... Um, for them to handle, but all right, do you want a mulligan on anything that you may have forecasted and now you feel silly? No, I think that would be it. It looks stupid, right? I mean, the guy is the offensive player of the week. He throws the ball all over the yard, um, doesn't even have to finish the game, and here I am saying, oh, yeah, sign up for that. I sound like an idiot, which is fine, Um, but I'll take the mulligan, and I'm going to probably have to take another mulligan if I am proven to be correct in my critique slash uh, amateur football analysis and whether or not Lamar can actually be a complete quarterback making all the throws required to make depending on what the defense throws at you. I think week three, if he's able to do it past that, then yeah, I mean, I, I already look like a fool because of that no, statement. No, because but your that, point, be the, the, the other keen point you made was Chargers play him in December. They get it handed to him for about two-thirds of the game do the Chargers, then they see him again about three weeks later and they completely dominate yeah, that same offense. So, so let's see as this thing progresses. This feels like a pitcher making his first time around the right. league there you and, go. The, and the hitters Let's are going to catch third up time second to time. But we'll, we'll wait and see. I will say uh, at the time that we're doing this, right now we don't know exactly what's going on with Antonio Brown, his future with the Patriots or otherwise. We do know he practiced on Wednesday. A good point, football-based point. We won't dig on the heavier stuff here. Um, but somebody floated this idea, and it is a keen point go b- going back to Hollywood Brown. One of the long-term impacts of the Raiders getting Antonio Brown was that they didn't take a receiver in the draft. Hollywood Brown, especially given the legacy of Al Davis, you think his son probably would say, yeah, my old man would have loved Hollywood yeah. Brown in this offense paired up with Derek Carr. They might have had Hollywood Brown. It's a great what-if going forward. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I think the one thing that we we didn't do when it comes to the Raiders, and, and shame on me because I, I should have mentioned it, Tyrell Williams is a great wide receiver. Yeah, right. Um, two years ago when I first started working with the Chargers, he was the guy that would run the nine route, <laughs> take the top off the defense, and, hey, when that ball's up there, cross your fingers, maybe he'll catch it, maybe he won't. That offseason, he did nothing but work with hands, jugs, machines, all day, every day. He came in last year. He made some spectacular in-between double coverage, high-point catches. You could see that he had worked on that. And you got to see him, you know, against a pretty darn good Bronco defense, Mm -hmm. get behind the defense, make some contested catches. So it'll be interesting to see if he could be a number one because he was obviously a number two and to some degree even a number three when Mike Williams was out there with Keenan Allen Um, as a number one. If he can keep doing those things, you know, 
and, and you can speak to it, I think, better than a lot of folks just because you got to see it. When you don't have to force a ball to a receiver to keep him happy because you don't want that tumult in a, in a huddle, maybe there is a benefit there for someone like Derek Carr who's not the most I get he's not the most vocal of leaders. He doesn't kind of have that big, big Ben type of presence in a huddle. Maybe this is better for him, you know, to have more of a soft-spoken guy like Tyrell, who's your number mm-hmm. one, and the ability to spread it out, use Waller, lose, use, or use Josh Jacobs out of the backfield, and that could be maybe a benefit well, for him. And by the way, you mentioned Waller. It is crazy for all the smoke screens and all the jive that you hear throughout the month of August. I always say don't listen, don't watch. It's only going to distract you and convince you yeah. of things that will not exist come September. Waller seems to be the exception to that. He lo- I mean, what did he have? Seven catches in, yeah. his, uh, in his debut there. We're going to get into the teams that are now 0-1 that are in some real peril and the ones that maybe can uh, can find some glass half full truths to come out of uh, the first week of action. But money right now, and by the way, I do want to say on a human level, good for Derek Carr. Derek Carr got beaten up unnecessarily. Um, why did AB have to unfollow him? I, of all the guys that unfollow on Instagram, David why Carr, did they follow him? You know, uh, full disclosure, it should go without saying here on the DDFP, we love David Carr. He's one of our favorite that guys. Best guy to kibitz with in the hallway or on the show or otherwise, I was happy for the Carr family. I was happy for the Raiders in general. Certainly. Uh, the way that wound up. If nothing else, they get that win. They look good in front of the national stage, not red in the face as uh, as they emerge out of Monday Night Football. All right now, Money, before we get to the Red Challenge flag picks, let's get to this week's edition of Fresh Takes, again, presented by our pals over at Zaxby's. And I can't say it enough, go get you some of them fingers. <laughs> Fingers is where it's at. I was at. just That's trying to pull me. up. I Spaghetti, was... as you can see, loves the salads. Oh, yeah, the salads. He loves them salads. The salads. I had um, an Eddie Murphy tweet that I wanted to read, too, too if that's all right. before, Or should we get into the fresh takes right now? Oh, we're getting into to Eddie Spaghetti's tweets? Yes. Well, you Spaghetti, tell me. yeah, I'd like to get into it. I do like to bring everybody up to speed. Um, Eddie Spaghetti, is he, he basically is the personification of New York City sports fan. He loves them gents. He loves them Yanks, That's the right. blue shirts, and so on. And he tweets Can hockey it. season get here already? Can we get to some hockey already? That's the latest theme from Eddie Eli who? Capo Caco where, is where it's at. <laughs> and he's wearing, I love that he's wearing his Yankees cap today, too. Uh, here we go. We ready? Yeah. Just real so, quick. And then so we'll money do. likes to read. The tweets by Eddie's voice. In Eddie's voice. The way I imagine but these are real Eddie sounds tweets. when uh, these are real tweets. So you mentioned uh, Capo. So here we go. Yup. I'm on the hockey season already. <laughs> Did you guys and see then, the goal, though? The goal is amazing. But Listen, you're a Giants fan. You're, oh. and it's, it's, we still got a month and a half. You got the best running back in the game. Exactly. Nothing on Saquon. Sure, the Cowboys get the best of them. The defense looked terrible. The offense looked, well, like you have Saquon, and you guys can get behind that for a little while. I keep looking over at Eddie, by the way, if you're wondering where I'm looking. But here is the, uh, here is the other one that I certainly appreciated. Uh, easily the worst Sunday scaries in history for me. <laughs> So uh, thank you, Eddie, for uh, thank you for for entertaining us. You see what you did, Pat Shermer. You see what you did. This leads us neatly into the fresh takes. And I think our focus coming out of the first 60 minutes for all the NFL teams out there is who's now in legitimate peril. I am one, as you know, money. I don't think until a game 
actually means that you are not going to the playoffs, that you're that this is a must win. There is no such thing as a must win game have, until uh, if you don't win it, you don't go to the playoffs. That's a must win game. that position. And I yes. do appreciate a lot of people have stolen it from you. Uh, the idea of a must win game being ridiculous unless it is actually a must win game, but I I give you the kudos and well, the, uh, the I praise mean, for, for starting that trip. For a half dozen years now, I've gone to the Super yes. Bowl and asked both sides if that <laughs> is a must-win game. Turns out it is. The Super Bowl is that a must-win game. Um, so to the here and now, a bunch of teams now 0-1 and, and a couple of teams 0-0-1. What team or teams, Money, do you think should be legitimately scared of getting to 0-2 and, and where things could wind up? Well, as I have now pulled it up on my uh, my, my tablet here, uh, I, the, the two that jump out immediately because they play each other, one of them is going to be 0-2 and or the Broncos and the Bears. Um, to me, that, that makes the most sense just because there were, and I, I don't know, maybe this is your mulligan. I think you're, you were high on the Broncos. Uh, the loss to the Raiders mm -hmm. is like a loss and a half because that's the team that's supposed to finish at the bottom of the division. Well, now you've already dropped the contest to them. But... The Bears start 0-2, and this to me seems like an emotionally fragile team. Um, they were already extremely defensive uh, about their, you know, their play, or at least Coach Nagy was, uh, I thought, defensive, even though oh, it's ridiculous, we can't do this anymore. Well, you're the guy that called the 45 passes. So enough with the embarrassment, disappointing. So I think they're already on the defensive. They're already trying to defend Mitch Trubisky as a legitimate quarterback that can work his way into the elite ranks as he was selected ahead of Deshaun Watson, who should have authored one of the great victories on Sunday were it not for a kicker and Drew Brees and Sean Payton making again just magic in the final 30 seconds of a game. But, you know, they are so, I think, I don't want to say dedicated, but at least aware of Mitch is a good quarterback. Mitch is a good quarterback. Hey, is anybody listening? Mitch is a good quarterback. You start 0-2, and you got Bradley Chubb and Von Miller coming off a brutal game mm -hmm. against a Raiders offensive line that was supposed to be leaky. That's something I'd be worried about if I were the Bears. I completely agree with you. I mean, yes, I was on the Broncos tepidly. I don't ultimately have them, and I didn't before things kicked off. I didn't have them getting one of those six seeds out of the AFC, but I did think they were going to be better than most did, and obviously it's one game, and there's time for them yeah, to turn this thing be. around. And maybe they will as soon as this week. I'm with you, Money. I mean, I also wouldn't necessarily want to be in Joe Flacco's shoes with the with the Bears defense rolling in there, but right. very much like the game was in Chicago, this could be a low-scoring game. Um, but, yeah, the Trubisky stuff ain't going away until Mitch Trubisky makes it go away. And these guys are human beings, and we talk about it all the time. Some guys like their backs to the wall, and they rise to that challenge. Other guys crumble from it. We don't know what Mitch Trubisky is going to be here until we see it. And Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, who are coming off a down game by their standards, are obviously going to show up in front of the home crowd here. Yeah, I'm with you about that one. I'll tell you. Come to the, come, give me the obvious one, because we got to get into it, right? You want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, no. I don't want to go to oh. Steelers yet. Oh, Cleveland Browns. Oh, I thought you were going to say Atlanta to Falcons. Me, to no. me, there are many options. Yeah, see, ones. to me, the Cleveland Browns, because look, you said it, you know, and it was a great point, and it's, hey, look, yeah, you know, Mitch Trubisky's got to deal with Chubb and Miller, but Joe Flacco's got to deal with the Bears' defense. The Bears' defense was sensational. I mean, it looked right. every bit as dominant, if not the more so than it was last Talk year. Talk about week one narratives coming right. out of them. Had the Bears scored one more uh, touchdown, the story right now would be, what's up with Aaron Rodgers, Exactly. Man? So it's, it's done for him. At yeah. least they have something to take away. The Browns have nothing. 
And they, they have nothing to take away from that game. Baker looked terrible. Baker threw interceptions. You had issues on the field slash off the field with Odell Beckham's watch. So you still have distractions and people flapping their mouth when they should just keep it shut because there's too much attention on this team. Uh, you've got all these commercials that are running nonstop with Baker Mayfield on your, your smart devices, on your TV. You know, the GQ spread, the T-shirts, I woke up feeling dangerous. All of that is happening. Meanwhile, the Browns' defense got absolutely destroyed by a Titans offense that was out, was out, was without perhaps the best left tackle in the league, um, a, a, an embattled, we thought, head coach that was supposed to be on the hot seat. And they just go into town and they leave with everything. 108, what was it? 18 penalties for 180 yards, interceptions. Derrick Henry looking like he was running in slow motion, just cruising down the side, like, okay, well, if no one's going to catch me. I'm just going to uh, just kind of jog into the end zone. Marcus Mariota looking pretty good out there. To me, that's, that's because look, then here you go, Miles Garrett losing it on Delaney Walker. I mean, it, it could not have gone worse for a team uh, in their opener with all well, the excitement. Well, at least they did uh, make the right move with those uniforms instead of the ones that say Browns on the side of the pants. That, that was that was their one victory. Yeah, that, they, victory they did do that, but there's the face of the man right. who uh, the, the seat will only grow hotter with uh, underwhelming performances like that, and that's legitimate. That's what we talked about before things kicked off was, are we sure with the big personalities and the, and the even uh, larger hopes of these Browns fans that the guy who's never done it before is definitely the guy to oversee the the Browns right. uh, rising. And, and what do 18 penalties tell you? You know, well, I mean, that's that, what, what is that a reflection right? of? Exactly what you just said. And it's also obvious people started to figure this out s somewhere late in August. Oh, yeah, they don't have an offensive line. It, it turns out real football is not equivalent to fantasy football. Just right. because you have a bunch of high-end stars at the skill positions doesn't mean you're going to succeed on Sundays. I, I mean, I'll, I'll go with, I, I'm with you, but what a, a Monday nighter, national TV. I know the Jets look terrible and, and they have, some, but they didn't really, I mean, they, you know, how many teams I mean, offensively, it was pretty bad. I know, but how many teams, uh, it's a great trivia question is how many teams in NFL history have been plus four in turnovers and lost the game? That is disappointing. But, I mean, that's in front of your home crowd. Yeah. And I said a week ago, see, I'm the fool because I took the bait like most other people did. I said week two, assuming the Jets can survive uh, the Bills at home because obviously the Browns are going to take care of the Titans. We're going to get a 1-0, and oh, and whoever gets that one's going to have the inside track at to one of those uh, AFC seeds. And here we are. The loser of this game is going to be 0-2, and, and obviously the uh, the history books will tell you being 0-2 ain't a good spot if you want to get to the Super Bowl um, and or by the way, at where least are the, the playoffs. Where are those Bills at? They're 1-0 going to New York to play the Giants again. <laughs> so there's there's that 2-0 conversation, there's a chance, right? There's a chance for them to be... Uh, right? Yeah. And look, the same, same thing as to some degree as the Browns, where when you look at their, their end result last year, you're like... Really, they won that many games last year? And they're like, yeah, they, they were in some pretty tight I, games there. You know, the Vontae Davis thing and, you know, quitting at halftime became a, a bit of the narrative. But Josh Allen proved that he could make teams pay with his legs, you know, and it, it didn't start out great for him. But you credit Sean. That's just good coaching. You know, you're down 16 nothing. You got four turnovers. And he was just super positive on the sideline the whole time, knowing that he's got to have – Tremaine Edmonds is special. I mean, that mm -hmm. is a special player out there. So they have the ingredients to be that eh, 
frisky. Human level, frisky human level observation. I was with uh, Tremaine Edmonds at the draft, talking to him in the first round when his brother Terrell Edmonds was drafted. He was overjoyed more than even when his name was right. called. My brother just got drafted <laughs> in oh, the my, first round. Oh, my, my family's going to be so excited about this. That's I can't great. wait to see him. It was awesome stuff. Eddie Spaghetti, though, the other side is the New York Giants. Are you rooting? For a loss here no. so that it no. accelerates the no. Daniel Jones. No, because no. uh, no, Eli was not the issue. The, I'll give you the positives. Evan, Ingr Evan Ingram, Saquon on very little touches, still equipped 100 yards, and they actually did a really good job versus the Cowboys' rush offense, and that's pretty much where it stops. Eli was fine. Eli was okay. He Hold was, on. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I just want to <laughs> make sure I got this. Dallas is a good they, team. They, they did a good job against the Dallas rush offense. Yeah, great job. Because their quarterback passed for, for 400 five, yeah, no. yards and four <laughs> touchdowns. Hey, uh, hey, Kellen, should, should we stop passing it? Why? <laughs> uh, let's just keep throwing it because they're not doing anything. The to pass defense down. is bad. And Zeke, really is, bad. Zeke is a little, turns out, rusty. Didn't, wasn't in training camp at all. So I don't know if I'd feel really good about a takeaway being, I like our run D. I think the run D is going to be okay. <laughs> Maybe you set up a little bit that that was more like, of the Dallas Cowboys. I Cowboy like Eddie Jersey. Spaghetti's new look here. He's a glass half full guy, yeah, you know? That's true. Good for him. They Normally everything is Buffalo. Yeah. Four, four, the Jets got four takeaways. I mean, if they just give the ball to Saquon more, that, the outcome in the first game would have been different. I think they'll be okay versus Buffalo. You think they win against Buffalo? The Giants? Yes. I will. Yes. I will yeah, the Giants. Will the Giants. The Giants play the Double digit, ten points minimum. <laughs> I, Double digit victory. Timeout. If, if there was the drive, the Giants were inside the, the Giants were inside the ten yard line, third and one. They did a fullback dive and they rolled out Eli, and then Sterling Shepard got tackled in the end zone. Like the, the game could have been, it would have been closer. Oh, it and I closed your thing already, Eddie. Come on, pull it up for me. <laughs> the give me the zebra tweet. I gotta find it. Uh, oh, here I we go. That, I said that I roughed <clears> it. Yeah. Two straight bad calls like that can change the game. Losing points thanks to the zebras. That was that was in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> They, they took the flag off the field. They pulled an intentional uh, uh, too many men on the field. They're in the bag for America's team. <laughs> Everybody knows we're going nowhere, but you don't have to humiliate us. I will say this. Um, two more real quick. I think you were at the Chargers game. Of course, I didn't uh, mention that at the top right. because I'm, uh, I'm not a pro's pro like Matt Money Smith. But yeah, voice of the Chargers, great work with uh, our pal um, Daniel Jeremiah as well. Make sure you track them down. Also, Petros and Money Show, the greatest radio show in oh, all stop. the land. Track that one down on iHeartRadio. But Money, you were there for the Chargers game. And I was saying to uh, another mutual pal of ours, uh, Cousin Sal, watching that game, this is the opposite of every Chargers week one game, it feels like, for the last decade, which is to say the other team that they were supposed to beat their uh, Hall of Fame kicker, Vinatieri, misses three kicks. Right. And the punter who's filling in for the herd kicker makes his kicks, and that's the margin of victory. I think this means that the football gods are ready to round They're out their decade of helping teams like the Eagles and Cubs and uh, Cavaliers and beyond finally get over the hump. I think this is going to be perhaps their greatest act yet is getting the Chargers to the Super Bowl against the Cowboys like Dave Damashek told you before things kicked off. May it, uh, may it be so. It, was, uh, it, it wasn't just – so this guy, Ty Long, right? Tom Telesco is the general manager of the Chargers, signs him from the CFL. In the CFL, and he was a kicker. Right? He was the kicker at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Go Blazers. So he goes up to the CFL, is a punter, 
who averages, I believe, gross nearly 50 yards per punt. So giant leg when it comes to punts. He was the kickoff guy and he was the kicker. Uh, I think he was in Montreal or Toronto, one of the two. Uh, 43 of 47 on his field goals up there. Mm -hmm. Mike Badgley, who made 15 of his 16 kicks. Uh, Chargers franchise record, 59-yarder to get the win over Cincinnati. Made five field goals against the Ravens in the playoffs. They get out of there with that victory, advance to the divisional round. So a great kicker goes down right before the game. So now you have a brand-new long snapper for the first time in 10 years on the Chargers. Uh, Mike went out, Cole Mott's in. Brand-new long snapper, right? Rookie. Second, Tyrod Taylor now has to be the holder because Ty Long was the holder for Badgley. So he's now going to kick, and Tyrod Taylor who's never done it in his NFL career, is like, all right, I guess I got to be the holder. So now you have a whole new you know, trio that have to have these things be executed flawlessly. And as you said, he makes all his extra points. He makes a 40-yard field goal. He puts, I think, five or six of his seven kickoffs out of the back of the end zone, and he is your AFC Special Teams Player of the Week, Ty Long, out of the CFL. It's legit crazy, and before we jump to the Red Challenge flag picks, a couple more. I will say, by the way, the Colts, I think, do win this week. I think they can feel pretty good about how they played in Carson, California this week. The defense uh, will be strong. Marlon Mack with a great performance. He's great, by against the way. Against an excellent uh, Chargers defense. they so. got to fix the, certainly, that was their issue two years ago, the interior of that line. Yeah. Um, but... And we said it going into that game. I mean, you watch the interior of that that Colts offensive line, and man, it is with Kelly, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson, and Glowinski. You just see them. They are pulling, moving nonstop. They are a load to deal with, and and you know it helps spring Marlon Mack for who's a I, great back by the way for a big day. Great fantasy tip. Go get him because if Have they to. can do that to that defense, yeah. then that, that promises. Big things for Marla Mack if he can just have some good health. Also, Falcons got to, I mean, already they kind of got to have this one, although the back half of their schedule is all within the division, so they can salvage things. And the other one, we'll get to the Pittsburgh Steelers with the red challenge flag picks, but all of a sudden I said all the good vibes and, you know, less is more this year and everything else. Let's see if they're 0-2 if, uh, if people are still singing that song. Um, and yeah, those are obviously one. two other teams that really need to get this one. Before the Red Challenge flag picks, let me tell you about something that I think you already know, which is football is back. It is? And it, it is. Okay. No, it is back. You were at a game last week, Money. Please. <laughs> Watch live, local, and primetime NFL games for free all season long with the Yahoo Sports app or the official app of the NFL on your phone or tablet. I see from the ratings, a lot of you people are already aware of this. Very 21st century of you watching on your tablets. Plus, get all your latest breaking news, highlights, and more. Download the NFL app or the Yahoo Sports app in your app store or at the NFL.com slash mobile Today, certain restrictions and data rates may apply. Money, it's all been prelude to the main event. Let's get to it. Your first go-round since last winter. Right. The Red Challenge flag picks for week two. Red Challenge flag picks. Ow! All right, that scream right. saved it at the end. Yeah. You'll do better, though. I'll still do it. it. Yeah. I care for on the TV. They always the, say uh, in mid-season form. If I were picking and choosing, I would want to be in postseason form. You know, right? We don't even we don't even get the midseason form. Postseason form. That, that's what, there you go. That's why we're doing like this, and we're gonna start it out here. It's kind of weird being so, just such close proximity. I'm trying to think of, you know, because I don't know sting. if you know about me, but I I only got the fastball. I do not have a lot of touch on my passes, so I'm just a that's I'm a, a one speed guy. That's why I ain't in the NFL right now. <laughs> right? As much coaching, people would take me just, on the side. Sorry. 
you know, I worked with some of the high-end guys out there, like uh -huh. uh, and, and you know, they tried. like the USC quarterback, Kurt Warner took me uh, took me to the Old to his knees, and he said, like, you know, let's. I, I said, I can't learn it, Kurt. It's just yeah. all heaters for me. Okay. You know? Well, at least I know what um, I got myself into here. Yeah, um, but uh, so yeah, let's start it out with the Vikings and the Packers. Big NFC North showdown. It's the Brett Favre Bowl. I have no rooting interest for the Packers or Vikings. But I remain vexed on behalf of both fan bases. I don't know even who's supposed to be angry at whom right. for letting Brett Favre ever don the purple helmet. It was shameful, and I'll thank you going forward, NFL teams, to respect our rivalries a little bit more. But that is rearview mirror stuff. Let's look forward here. The Vikings look dynamite. I think you could make a case this side of the Patriots. They looked as good as anybody playing out there. Um, and uh, and the Packers survived in a, in a tough spot there in Chicago. Vikings, Packers, Matt Money Smith. Choose. Um, I'm going to go Vikings. I got to throw uh, it. We're going to run red here. Right to my left peck. The, uh, here, I'm going to do it again just so the camera yeah. can see it. There. I got the peck again. Right to the chin. But see, I got oh, a strong did chin. I get you? I got a strong chin. You okay? You know, I don't go down with one punch. You Explain know, now, I'm not going to be able to hit money. you back because I'm slow and weak, but I can take a punch. I mean, listen, I'm not stunned to hear anybody pick the Vikings here, but uh, explain yourself. Explain. See, I thought oh, you no, were Oh, no, wait. I have to you explain have to myself. You're right. You're right. You got some explaining to do. In Lambeau, I have no good reason I except to say that I think Aaron Rodgers probably, if you heard his remarks in the 24 hours after that game, you understand. He, he loved the defensive performance. He recognized that uh, for once the defense save the offense in Green Bay and uh, I you know the the um, the you know uh, delay of game penalties and so on from him were odd and I think he'll clean that up as uh, as coaches say we got to clean that up for next week I think it will be cleaned up and I do have my doubts about I know it's Mike Zimmer coaching them but I do have my doubts about the, about the departures just about the defense specifically I I, I have more faith in Gary Kubiak, what he's trying to do with Dalvin Cook. And, we, you know, that, that's another debate, the amount of money Kirk Cousins is making, and now they're trying to turn him basically into a passenger on the Dalvin Cook train. But that's the right thing to do. You, you can force it and try to still make it all about Kirk Cousins, right. but that's probably not a great idea. I think in good health, Dalvin, Dalvin in that offense continues to roll. But I, I, I have a hunch at home they survived against the Bears. They can get to 2-0 in the division, and I suspect Aaron Rodgers will do it. This is the old, you know, which, which team looks more like a 2-0 team to you, right? And, yeah, right. I and, hear you. And you could, see, you could see the frustration and really at times just the, um, the sheer anger on Aaron Rodgers' face with his new head coach and the way the offense was, was running or, or not running against that Bears defense. And I have uh, just pulled up the old depth chart here for the Vikings, and you think about the way the Bears defense comes at you in waves, that front. And again, you are talking about Daniil Hunter, Linval Joseph, Everson Griffin, Anthony Barr, Eric Kent. I just, Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes in the backside of that thing with Harrison Smith. Like, that defense is every bit as good as that Bears defense. And when you mentioned what Gary, Gary Kubiak was doing, hey, Kirk, don't worry about it. We got this all sorted out. You're just going to be handing it off to your backs. We got it. We have faith in our offensive line now. I just think they're the superior team. And, and, and perhaps really, I, they I don't are. Think it's, I don't think it's quite close until I see something from that Packers offense. 
Well, the thing is that Kirk Cousins eventually, we talked about it with the Jags last year, any number of other teams. If the premise of your offense is we have to hide the quarterback, that's probably not, not going to work out long term in the NFL. In fact, I can guarantee you that's not going to work out long term in the NFL. And it on the road, if they're put into a spot in the second half where Kirk Cousins is forced to make plays, I said it before the season, and I feel even better about it after the performance in Chicago. They have the best secondary in the NFC, at least do the Packers, and uh, I think it'll rise up and, uh, and take care of old uh, Kirk there. On to the next game. Where are we going next here? Want to go uh, Saints-Rams, sure. everybody? Sure. Let's do that one then. So now the you Saints- choose, right? What? So yeah, I got to do the line. So wait. So, I'm so I've got to say Saints-Rams, and then you, because I chose... I, I know. See, it's better when it's you and handsome. Right, because you get to do all the announcements. Yeah. All right. right. But you know what? Let's. I'll, I'll do it here. Go ahead, Money. You do okay, it. Okay, ready? <clears throat> all right. All right. Check. Saints at Rams inside the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. A rematch of the NFC Championship game some eight and a half months ago. That was your impression of me doing the chews? No, it was just kind of my own. Kind of, okay, your, your, I took your turn. Some artistic it. liberties there. You're, I did the chews because I feel like that's what I have to do. Like, that's the trigger. That so you're not doing like a Weezer, like, I'm just going to do note for note, Africa. sound alike Africa no. to Toto. Like, no. we don't need the redundancy. I would have tried to be a little more nasally, right? Which I know you'd appreciate. Toto. Um, <laughs> all right, I am going to go with the home team Rams. Oh, really? It. Explain yourself. You're taking it. the Saints. I am. Um, I, I watch what the Saints' defensive line was able to do uh, in that contest against Deshaun Washington. Now, granted, Andrew Whitworth, uh, now, Laramie Tunsil was fine, but the right side of that line was not. Mm-hmm. Um, the interior of that line was not. Um, Carlos Hyde had a decent afternoon. I mean, what I'm saying is the Texans, they played well, but the Saints figured out a way to win. I think the only thing that gets in the way of the Saints is emotion. And the idea of being so wronged in that NFC Championship game that they come out with too much revenge on their mind, Anthony Quinn-style revenge. But um, they're just too, they're too professional to do that. And the way they rallied, um, having fallen behind with just you know less than a minute to go and get into a position to get a game-winning kick, I feel a lot better about that team than I do a Rams team that showed some great things. One, Malcolm Brown looks like a perfect compliment to Todd Gurley. You don't have to run mm-hmm. him too much. Um, but Jared Goff just didn't quite look right. It almost looked like they were still trying to figure a few things out. Um, so I'm, I, I, don't, I feel like I'm not making great points here. And now in I'm the not new making look, great points, in, am in, I? In the new I'm look, kind of now talking myself out of this. Or the new reality, I guess, in pro football is, is that everybody just about has a halfway These decent These two teams are really close. I just don't think Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff is very good. Right. And I think five years ago, he would be one of the top dozen or so quarterbacks. I just don't think that's the case anymore. I don't think... At QB, the Rams have an advantage against very many teams, not against the Saints. And right. credit to McVay and all of that. I mean, Kamara, though, just looked scary. Well, how once about he Ryan unleashed, by the way, against against J.J. Watt? First time J.J. Watt ever did been nothing. Did nothing, J.J. Watt, nothing. that whole game. I do want to say, you know, this is one of the things I get up, uh, I, I get angry about all the time. Kickers are too good. I, I, listen, not every single one of them, clearly, if you watch uh, pro football, you know that there's, there's some variation He's not good, with that. He? But these guys, who I mean, that stinks. We ruined what could have been uh, an iconic moment that will now be washed away um, in, in pro football lore. But 
Deshaun Watson, they're down. The game is over. The game is Inside over. Inside the dome, one of the loudest places you've ever played. They're down six with a minute to go. He he throws a bomb up the left sideline to New Hopkins. Then he throws the touchdown pass. In the blink of an eye, it would go down in history as one of these remarkable rallies. But 37 seconds, as I decreed on Twitter in the moment, I, this is going to be even wackier when the Saints kick a field goal to win this game, and obviously that's the way it went. It's vaguely, I know it's exciting, but it's vaguely unsatisfying. It's not the same. Deshaun Watson deep ball for the game winner versus the two kicker plays. running out there. A two-play game-winning drive. I was a little, I was vaguely disappointed. Yeah. But either way, both these teams I still have on the outside of the playoffs looking in. If the Saints win a road game after they knock off the Texans, those are two high-end foes, then may, I might end up... Yeah, you mean you have Panthers outside looking in? No, Texans no. Outside looking. No, I have the Saints and I have the Rams, both outside uh, of the playoffs. Outside picture. of the playoffs. Outside of the playoffs. Both of those teams. Well, the Falcons better win on Sunday or else I look silly. Should we get to that one right no, now? No, wait, I, I want to go should. back to point number one on here. Uh, you get one mulligan from week one. You want to take that one as your mulligan? I'm there? a man of honor. I would Saints and I Rams both on the outside looking in. I wouldn't in. do that to you, and oh, I wouldn't do that boy, to the man uh, in the mirror. Oh, boy. I All live right. by a creed. I don't know what it is, but I'll figure out what the creed is. Where'd my, where'd my flag go? Let's go to the Eagles at the Falcons. Eagles, they looked a little rough, um, obviously, early on there. Really loved Carson Wentz in, with those two throws. Oh, it was Sean Jackson. Hey, now you got a now you got a deep threat. They've been trying forever. Torrey Smith, you know, I think Mike Wallace was there for a half second, wasn't he? I mean, like now they have the best deep threat in the NFL, and look what it produced: two touchdown passes. Boom, boom. Thank you very much. Holly. So much of their success is based around not just the talent, but the depth they've had on the defensive line. We know Chris Long went out, Malik Jackson now out. That uh, that dings the Eagles. A little bit, but uh, that offense really looks like it could carry uh, could carry the Eagles um, all season long here. Falcons, all of a sudden, on the precipice of 0-2, Matt Money-Smith, <sighs> Eagles. You're, well, I got to do it. because No, you don't. You don't have to do it. You don't right a wrong by being wrong again. You don't have to do it. I think. At least be I right think on a sense. One. No, uh, listen. I think. That the Eagles. Here's I'm going to play a little no, psychology. This ain't gonna work. I'm going <laughs> to try some psychology. Here. I think if the Falcons can score the first uh, the first points of the game, if they can get up seven nothing or, mm. or or ten nothing, let's say, um, like the I Redskins think, did. I think the Eagles will assume that this the, the same thing will happen as happened last week, but they will find very different results. The Falcons' defense is superior <sighs> to the Skins. Yeah. The, I'm trying to talk myself are. into this. That's one of the best defensive fronts in the league that the Philadelphia Eagles sport. And, you know, people, I don't mean to say, I hate saying people, but there were a number of analysts and football experts that believed the Falcons had, had fixed all of their glaring issues because they drafted two guys in the first round. Yeah, I know. Offensive I was line. one of those like, people um, seduced by that. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have a dearth of offensive line talent, average offensive line talent, let alone dominant offensive line talent. So to think that just because you invest two first-round draft picks in a couple dudes that, like our guy DJ, I don't think he had either of those guys rated as first-round draft picks, that all of a sudden all of your issues are going to be fixed. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. not that was the, my assumption that yeah. they would be, <laughs> not the right would be team. better. Not the right team in the Philadelphia Eagles to try to see if you can get that fixed when it wasn't working against the Vikings. So, But you know what? I you know, Listen, this matchup, I guess in broad strokes, kind of favors Matt Ryan in the passing game against that secondary. A little bit. Maybe. 
No. I mean, sure, certainly the secondary is their weakness, but when you have a dominant front, uh, you can have them. an average secondary. Eagles aren't going to go undefeated. No, they're not. And this is a tough road game for them, and they're we, feeling well, on good. on paper, right? Just because we assumed the Falcons were bad last year because of the injuries. Not that they have some positional issues that need to be corrected, specifically. That if, I mean, look, how, you know, how, do, how do teams... It's just funny, right? We get into this, and I don't want to... I don't mean to go on this rant here, but... We get into this idea that, oh, it's such a pass-happy league and points are being scored at a premium, but you still look at the teams that are winning, and they do one thing consistently, dominate the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in college or if it's in the NFL or even in high school, when you dominate on your offensive and defensive line, you win. That's what the Patriots did last year. It's what the Rams did last year. It's what Alabama and Clemson are both doing it's right absolutely now. Absolutely right. And the Falcons can't do it. And it's why the Eagles beat that Patriots right. team two years ago exactly. because they dominated, especially in the pass rush at the defensive front. Um, all right, where are we going next here? Want to do a little NFC East? Cowboys, Cowboys. Redskins. Yeah, let's do that. All right, we're going to go Cowboys, Redskins here. That's another one that uh, Damashek was right about. I'm trying to point out the ones I was wrong hey. about too. I'm not. I, I don't want to. Need one? Did I get it back? No, here? I got okay, it. I got, got it, it here. Um, wait, 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 wait. Here we go. <coughs> oh yeah, right. You're doing it. I that was one I was right about though. The Cowboys look good. See now I could do the impression. All right, go ahead. Let me do it. Go ahead. Do it as you would. Like the great Jerry Orbach said in Dirty Dancing, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. But on this one. I was right. I told you the Cowboys were on a track to the Super Bowl and to pay attention in week one. Distractions be damned. So, as they take on their second consecutive NFC East opponent, Cowboys, Redskins. I'm not going to devote a lot of time to this one. I mean, they don't have Trent Williams. That's the key to that offensive line. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, of course, on the road. Go ahead. You're not going to throw it? I'm not going to throw it. Let's just move by this one quickly. Listen. No analysis needed. How much does Dak get? get? Let's do that. Does Dak top golf now as the highest paid annual contract? We talked to Mina Kimes about that just before things kicked off. And I said, let's just play this game because I think it does sort of um, put them into a certain light that you wouldn't have considered. Let's just say it was right after Jared Goff signed his deal and Dak's deal is apparently imminent now. Two is what if you just swap their spots? Then do we feel different about Dak? Dak is, uh, you know, I feel like has been, and I've said this consistently, um, a little undervalued by, uh, by the, oh, they, you know what they call it, by the way? The collective wisdom, the CW. Oh, good one. They call it the collective CW wisdom. now. You can tweet that out to save CW. yourself the character. CW. The CW is this. The CW okay. is the Dak's not that good. Damashek's uh, W is that Dak is good, just was in a 20th century offense. Now he's not. You see the results. 35 Pl- Plenty. What's that? 35 mil. Not that it matters. I mean, the only way it matters is if they can't bring anybody back. And unless Amari Cooper is going to be sacrificed because they have to give Dak 35 million, then and, who cares how much he makes? And D.C.-based football fans, don't get cross with me because your head coach decided that this season doesn't matter to him when he said, yeah, let's roll with Case Keenum instead of the first-round draft pick. Why did you use a first-round draft pick if you're not going to play that guy? Ridiculous. It's a free agency era. You only have so many years with him. I, I, don't, I don't get the move. And now I'm getting vexed again. Let's move on. What okay. game's next here? Browns, Jets, AFC. Oh, Browns and Jets, Monday night football. Both teams all of a sudden. Everybody 
on the bandwagon of one or the other, or maybe both of these teams. I kind of was. I thought one of the two would get a wild card. It's not like uh, that's out of the picture now. If uh, if whichever team wins this game is going to be in a halfway decent spot here. Matt Money Smith, Darnold, Mayfield, choose. Mm, Browns. Ah, uh, you know what? Throw it. You know what? Nah, you're not going to throw uh, it. Come on. I mean, I, the Browns look like complete dopes in week one with all the penalties, the flapping of their gums going into but it. But you know what? I'm going to do it. Right. I'm going to do it, wow. Matt Money Smith. Again, these overly specific matchups that, that, that uh, people regard. I do think, though, that the two Williams for the Jets against a non-existent offensive line for the Browns, that probably Certainly. is good news, right? Absolutely. Two Giants, and, and Baker has had issues uh, when you get pressure up the gut, you know, and, and you have those big bats. Look, I, I know it's not cool to say, but short quarterbacks still have issues. They still have issues. When Kyler Murray was authoring that comeback, and it was great, after throwing two picks and doing nothing in the first half against the Lions, what did you see him do? This. 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 That's it. And when you have two giants in the middle of that defensive line that should get a heck of a lot of push and Williams and Williams coming right at him, that's not good for Baker. Mm -hmm. You know, that's he still has issues seen over the line. And that was an issue last week. It was an issue last year when he was playing playoff caliber teams. And it was not one that was corrected. All of those wins came against teams without winning records, not necessarily the dregs of the league, but teams that didn't have dominant defenses or elite talent on that defensive line. And, and I think you just made a, a good point that the Jets do. That said, their roster just, you know, I think there's a pretty sizable gap uh, in the rosters and man talk about a disappointment seeing now granted Sam Darnold had a beautiful touchdown throw but outside of that you got I don't know what the numbers were it was something like less than three yards per play offensively really Jamison Crowder was the only guy that did anything mm -hmm. and it was just dink and dunk the whole time so Olev um, Bell there looked pretty good he wouldn't change anything as it turns out he, he the offseason right. he wouldn't have changed anything that uh, the way it went down in Pittsburgh so he's on a team that presumably is worse and he's making less money than he would have. Wouldn't change anything. So good decision-making there hey, I by hope you're right. I hope you're right with all the off-season hype, the, the GQ spreads and the commercials and the woke up feeling dangerous and the Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> it's no big deal. So what if I think also, right, that informs his mindset and he also thinks he can hero his way around things sometimes. My That's my hunch. That's my read on on old bake there and it, the defenses around the NFL had a whole off season to study his tendencies. And that may come back to bite him. If he thinks I can, I, I can uh, play hero here. Um, yeah, I hope you're with right. With some throws. I, I must say, I hope I am wrong. Do with you that really? Challenge. I do. I, think I don't it's know kind why of fun I enjoy the, it so much, but I, because normally the, I really don't care, but for whatever reason, this one, I just do. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, oh, they got so over their skin. That's what I mean. It would be funny. Like, wait a minute. Would, you're the Browns. You're, you, really, you guys are going to Talking about this? how they're being disrespected. You haven't done anything Nothing. yet. First, you must succeed. Nothing. You must get give us a reason to respect you. Then and I didn't like Baker. I, I, you know what? I just realized what it was. I didn't like Baker, even though I'm not a big Erlinger fan. I didn't like him going after the kid. Hey, that kid's still in college. All right? You're now a pro. You don't get to t Even though it's the Oklahoma-Texas rivalry, hey, you want to go after Garrett Gilbert or somebody else that went to Texas that's flapping his gums on the social media? Fine. But if there's a kid still playing at that college, 
You leave him alone. All right, that kid is, I think, I think that's off limits when you're already in the NFL and you're taking a shot at a kid who's still in college. We love, uh, we love the history. By the way, it's worth pointing out the first ever Monday night football game. I think 1970 is, what, is when it okay. was in Cleveland Stadium. The New York Jets paid him a visit. Ooh, there we go. I think it would have been Nate. It would have had to. What, 1970 what says Kleinman over okay. there. Yeah, and uh, so it would have been Namath, I'm guessing. I'm trying to think of who would have been the QB back in 1970 for the Browns. I'm not sure, but I want to say one more thing about this game. I wonder, as you mentioned college football, it reminds me. I wonder, Money, this is a little bit of a stretch right now, but two weeks from now, will uh, more people be saying the same thing? Will Lincoln-Riley system start to make it clear, oh, yeah, this is the same thing as uh, University of Houston back in the late 80s, early 90s. It's not the individual playing QB. It's the system that he's in. You'll remember Andre Ware and David Klingler put up astronomical numbers. numbers. People, I mean, after the Andre Ware example, people still, or the, not people, the Bungles, drafted David Klingler. Um, I wonder if, with Jalen Hurts doing what he's doing early on, if by... October, people are saying if Bake loses this game, if people are going to start. Kyler Murray looks like the Kyler Murray from the first three quarters against the Lions. Yeah, like, yeah, huh, was, maybe, maybe the. <laughs> see, it's, and, and I, again, I, I think you know me well enough. This is not typically my position, but that was the other thing. Like, I was kind of excited about the Cardinals getting routed by the Lions because I was just tired of hearing, well, yeah, preseason, you know, you're not, you're, we haven't shown you anything. All right. It's a, it's going to be a completely different. It's like, what do you, You've been a head coach for six years at Texas Tech. What do you mean you haven't shown? We know what you want to do. We know what it looks yeah. like. We know what Kyler Murray did at Oklahoma. If you're tailoring it to him, we know exactly what it's going to look like. And it produced nothing. But I would agree with you. If, in fact, Baker continues to wake up not feeling dangerous, um, as I said on the Power Ranking show, maybe maybe he's going to scale it back to, hey, you know what? I woke up feeling potentially disruptive. That's the way <laughs> I woke up this morning. Maybe if he just takes a little bite of that humble pie. Um People might be looking at each other like, oh boy, what uh, this Jalen Hurts, you know, I is need doing some, more than I need some help. I need some, Nick Chubb, can you, like, don't give it to me. You see right. that offensive line? I right. don't want it, man. You do it. Exactly. You're so, the hero. You're the one with the ads. It will be interesting. It'll be very Let's, interesting. All right, we'll make this one quick because Money one. doesn't pick this one because, again, he's a pro's pro. I don't care for that, especially when it comes time to pick a Chargers game. But yeah. it is the Chargers and it is the Lions. Going and to I Detroit. Will, and I, you're going to take the Chargers. Yes. And I'll tell you what, we don't even have to throw flags here. We're in agreement on this one. I think the Chargers, as we already said, I think that they should come away with, from that one feeling good. Okung is now the big question to me. I think Derwin yeah. James, we keep talking about that. All of a sudden, yeah, they miss Derwin James, obviously one of the five best defensive players in the league. But if he can come back, and if we're glass half full about it, in, let's say, December then you plug him into uh, to that team. They could uh, that could be uh, a revelation. I am worried about Okung. Any insight on that? No, just because it's not a football injury. You know, it's pulmonary embolism, so he's on blood thinners. Uh, you cannot play because you get cut. You know, and obviously some serious issues. And about typically, that you clock. just it, it, we should assume he's not going to play, right? Yeah, I, I think they're talking at least minimum four weeks, maybe even minimum six. Oh, really? He just has to be cleared by the doctor. I'm, I'm saying for the season. Oh, generally, I, I, mean, I think you shut of, that down. Yeah, no? I think that's kind of what they've said is they'll check in again in a month or so because it's basically just he's off blood thinners. Once they feel comfortable enough with his situation that he's able to get off that medication, then he can start playing. Uh, he's working out with a team. He's able to do all that, go through all of those workouts. The big issue is he cannot be in a game where the potential for him to get cut 
is uh, is out there. I think the inter interesting thing to watch is if you think, like I do, that the Chargers have a chance of um, dethroning the Chiefs in the West this year, is does Jerry Tillery, does that defensive front, does Denzel Perryman and the rest do a better job of shutting down the run in week two than they did? They have to. Because that will start to become an actual concern if, again, they're they're struggling against the run. I mean, they did it in the first half, uh, and then whatever happened at halftime, I think the, the Colts were averaging 2.1 yards per carry in the first half. They came out. Everything changed. Um, you know, the, the one good thing maybe to take away from it is that, you know, it wasn't secondary players making the tackles. Thomas Davis had 14 tackles mm -hmm. in that, 16 tackles in that game. So at least they were getting it at the linebacker level. Really, you think about those runs, there were three long runs that helped contribute mm -hmm. to those 200 yards of rushing. And that was one where you missed Derwin James, the one down the left mm -hmm. sideline by Mac that I think went for like 60-some yards. Funny, that's exactly right. When, so, when he, that's exactly yeah, on that play. He's the last line, and he had to make that tackle, and he didn't. Um, okay, so so there we go with all those games, right. and now here we go to the banks of the three rivers, the Seattle Seahawks one and oh, barely only surviving. They had lost to the Bengals. What a game this would have been if the Seahawks well, Maurice lost. Jones drew. He went to camp. That was his. Uh, that was his evidence. He's like, hey now, <laughs> Bengals are going to be good now. Okay. I think it's because he knows Zach Taylor, and he thinks that right. somehow that's going to work right. because it works for Sean McVay. So far, he looks kind of good. They did almost vanquish the Seahawks up in Seattle. Looked fantastic. I mean, I, I, John Ross. They, right? I mean, even when the Bengals do right, they do wrong because I'll remind you that in the spring they were supposedly looking to trade John Ross, right. and he was the player that splashed um, in AJ Green's absence. But it does make you think. You know, you get the right. Uh, you know, we talk about that all the time. That coaching. He likes a, playing in the state of Washington. He's back home thinking about I his know, time. I know, but it is a coach's league now. I keep yeah. talking about that. It's not as much a player's league. It is a coach's league. And if Zach Taylor can, in fact, do what everybody made jokes about through the offseason, or if you knew Sean McVay, but what if this, what if the Bengals are relevant in that division? I mean, Wouldn't you lose that Joe Mixon, what, six, seven carries into the game, and you're in Seattle in that hostile atmosphere. I mean, it was impressive. Walking boot is impressive. off, A.J. Green. There you go. I don't know. No A.J. Anyway, Green, no mixing. Here All we right. go, money. The Seahawks, 1-0. Oh, Pittsburgh boy. Steelers, 0-1. Oh, On the banks, right? On the banks All of right. the three rivers. <sighs> Some fans will be waving their gold towel, but not as feverishly as they might have. 33-3. Oh, Clowny didn't do anything oh. in that game, by the way. E yikes. Oh, uh, boy. Shoes. I uh, dare you. I dare you. I'll take the Seahawks. Bang! Now, see, I, that didn't hit him, heat. by the way. There was some heat on that. That was a Dante Moncrief drop. Me, that was not it. right on a ridge of my left peck that was exposed right, right there. See it? Boom. That's what happened. It just ricocheted right off there. That's why it redirected. If you go back to the replay, you'll see it was the ridge. Listen, you do declines. That's when you get the ridge right there, okay? And I am dedicated. I don't just do flat. I don't do incline. I do the decline, so I get it. We, we have eyes, <laughs> I've never mean, seen Eddie Spaghetti laugh so spaghetti. hard. Spaghetti. Now you're speaking my language, Smith. <laughs> now you're on my court. <laughs> Did he just say he's got ridges on those pecs? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I wish I could continue this yeah. conversation, but I don't have anywhere to take it. I wouldn't know any muscle groups. All right, you want my analysis? I took the Seahawks to anger you. I figured it. I, I figured <laughs> that that was the case. Of it. That's the extent Can of it. Can you make any cogent point in favor of the Sure, visitors? Russell Wilson. You know, look, the, the team did not play well, uh, but he still figured out a way to get the win. And that's, that's what great quarterbacks do. Uh, the offensive line is pretty darn good for – 
for the Seahawks. Uh, I like Chris Carson. I like the power running game. Uh, if they got to keep it close and not let Big Ben throw it all over the place. The one issue I guess I really have with the Seahawks is the fact that, and granted, he's just got there, but Clowney made a very minimal impact. What did Andy Dalton throw for? Over 400, right? Something like that. Uh, they, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous what they were able to do uh, against him. So um, I think it'll be close. I think you're going to sweat it, Shaq. Oh, I, I listen. Think I think it's definitely a game you're going to sweat. And don't look at me like some blind-eyed optimist no, who thinks that the Steelers take care of business here. I do think that they will win because of practical matchups. I think that the Steelers' defensive front should be able to slow down Chris Carson. They did it to the Patriots for as bad as that game was from a Steelers' perspective on Sunday night. They did at least stuff the uh, Patriots from running the ball, who last we saw were having their way against anybody they went up against. In that regard, in the passing game, not as successful against uh, the GOAT. Um, I don't know that uh, Russell Wilson has as many weapons. Of course, we saw DK Metcalf look pretty good, though. Um, he again, actually did. He's pretty impressive. I didn't think he would arrive. I, I just thought he was one of those right. ones. You hear it enough, as much as I say, don't listen, don't, uh, don't listen to coaches talk, I did think it's going to be a slow burn with him. He's not going to splash immediately, but he did. Tyler Lockett got loose. It, he was invisible for long stretches there. I do think, though... For what it's worth, I mean, how, how the team responds to the challenge of if you get to 0-2 with a trip out to, uh, out to Northern California coming out, yeah. and, a, I mean, and the Steelers under Tomlin specifically, for what it's worth, I know a lot of those guys weren't around in the early part of the 21st century on the Steelers, but they do not have a tradition of going west and succeeding. They're looking at 0-3, man. They, they, Come on. they must have this game against the Seahawks or things could Long really get sideways and you and I will say too I don't know how you buy in again if you buy the premise that uh, that this is a coaches league if the players are perceptive enough to to identify and I don't know how you couldn't that it was not so much a player's failure on Sunday night as it was Bill Belichick and staff just completely dominating Mike Tomlin and staff not on this level I mean this yeah. is not the Steelers are not a bum organization. What's the average the, margin of victory over the Steelers at Foxborough? The Patriots it's got to be at least two touchdowns. The Patriots smack around the Steelers, especially yeah. in Foxborough, in a way that they don't even own the the Jets, Bills, <laughs> Dolphins, or otherwise. It's embarrassing. Yeah. So I wonder if they were to lose this game, how much buy-in you get from Mike uh, from the players with Mike Tomlin and his staff, what they're preaching. Hey, coach, we're zero two, and it ain't the talent in this room. There's got to be some sense of that. There's enough talent yeah. to win games. Enough about the, the pass catchers. They have enough to, uh, to overcome this Seahawks team on the road. A weak secondary, relatively speaking. Clowney, and I don't know if Ziggy's going to be out there for the Seahawks. Yeah, but Clowney did not things. look like he had any impact on that game whatsoever. So um, all right, got that good. going for you. All right, we're going to wrap it all up right. here. But uh, Eddie Spaghetti, any, uh, any pushback on any picks there? You already gave your Giants one there. I want to give you your chance. And I'm to... going by double digits. Okay, Anything? we didn't ask you for that, but thanks for offering Double digits up. at home versus the Bills. They'll rebound nicely. Uh, no, I just uh, I did Rams, Falcons, Vikes, Steelers, Chargers, Browns. That's okay, my, okay put them down there. Uh, Andrew Raby, the man who maintains all the picks there on social media. Track him down. What's it, what is it? Red? DDFP Red Flag. DDFP Red Flag. You can track all our picks through the season. Uh, we appreciate uh, that uh, citizen of the Czech Republic keeping tabs on these things. Great stuff from you, Matt Money Smith. Great stuff from you, Eddie Spaghetti. And great stuff from you, 14 NFL teams in week one. We'll see if the other half can rebound the heck with the and uh, make themselves relevant for the rest of 2019. 
remember, kickers are too good. We gotta go head on, you know? Like if every if you required the kickers to go head on, these 50 plus yarders wouldn't be so easy. And that would make the game an more odd rule to put in. It would make it more entertaining. We'll dig into that next yeah. time. For now, for Matt Money Smith. It's been a fifth place of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainer, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.